Welcome back to another episode of Hobby Time in the Murder Basement, where today we start our first episode in the series of interviewers interviewing interviewers. Today we talk with Dan from the Havoc Cast. He runs a fantastic podcast. It's a great time. Stick around, we have an excellent conversation. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you so much for being here. currently working on editing this video right now and my audio is messed up it is something that zoom does no longer using zoom anymore to record these so i'm really sorry about this episode stick with it dan's worth listening to uh i'm just gonna start recording us because fuck it that's yeah i mean we're, we're already into it man we're, yeah we're already <laughs> into it just like talking i think that that is literally the main thing of that like content creators have to do and po specifically podcast stuff. You have to like talking. Sure. I've had people like say, I don't even think I could do it. Like, how do you come up with topics every time? I was like, I don't know. Do you like talking to people? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you like interacting with other human beings ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's like, it's, it's a weird thing. Um, Dan, thank you so much for joining uh, uh, me in the murder basement. I'll give you this is going to be a little bit different. Like normally I'm interviewing people who are like painters and like, you know, like super hobby, hobby nerds. And you are the start of my first in the series of interviewers, interviewing interviewers. Okay. Uh, because uh, I can't, I, I still can't figure out who told me to look up your podcast. Mm -hmm. I can't figure it out. It, it happened at some point. Uh, you do the <laughs> Havoc cast. Uh, you go by the handle the lonely havoc on Twitter lonely and Instagram That's uh, and and you're a st. Louis boy or st. Louis adjacent boy which is awesome because <laughs> it means that eventually we'll run into each other and we'll get yeah. a game in or something yeah. you know it'll be awesome I claim st. Louis yeah yeah <laughs> For sure so how long have you been doing podcasts the podcast I've only been doing since 2000 and uh, Holy shit, 2018 maybe? 2000, okay, so you've got a couple years under your belt. The end of 2018. I started it like October or so, 2018. And so it's just been no, maybe almost a year and a half, two years now. I can't tell time, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 I feel yeah. I mean, that's still a good, that's a really good run. And when you started it, you were doing an episode a week. You were like, you were doing yeah, a sprint. I was doing an episode a week and like about 20 people said, don't do that. You're going to burn yourself out. I was like, I got this. I can do one a week. And it just the, actually the hard part was just getting the the scheduling, you know, scheduling, you know, about that scheduling guests and getting people like to commit. And then um, I used to do shit. I used to talk for like two hours, three hours, and then edit it down to like an hour. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So you're, you're listening to all this stuff and going, that's shit, that's shit, that's shit. Here I am on a tangent. Get rid of that. Like, and then 
So that took like, you know, three hours to do just the editing part, right? Right. And yeah, dude, was... and you get so used to hearing yourself say, uh, and um, yeah, and like, yeah. and you know, all the like your weird little lead ins and stuff. Yeah. And it, yeah, that's that's a misery hole that you just like put yourself <laughs> in on that. I mean, I could recognize the waveform uh, shape of myself going, uh, and then like, uh. I, like just scroll through and go, there's me, uh, there's another, uh, pull Let's it out, pull it shit. out. Yeah. 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 I was getting pretty good at that. And I was like, oh, Get your shit together, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, I don't think, uh, and maybe it's just the fact that, like, you know, uh, I have smoked way more weed in my life than I would ever like to admit, and drank all the all the beers and all the boozes, and yeah. uh, I mean, like, I just this thing is not the machine it once was, sure. and so it's just like some like I'm quick and I'll get in it and I will tangent, yeah, but also like you have to hear the likes and the ums and mm -hmm. i've i mm -hmm. i have i feel really bad to my audience i'm like i'm really sorry about that guys <laughs> you know sometimes you get to a point where you're talking with someone and either they say something like that completely just takes you off off guard like or there's like an awkward like stop and you're like how do i get this to the next subject so usually i'm just like <laughs> okay let's go on to the next question like you know so like i'm like you but i mean also drank a lot back in the day but i'm just old now so i'm yeah. slower than i used to be yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just old it's, it's, it's the way it goes but that's the problem i'm old and like sometimes it just doesn't i forget words all the time i'm like uh you know i was i had one of those round things and you could put liquid in it and drink and people are like you mean a cup and i'm like a, a cup, cup. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is yeah a, yeah a food shovel yeah <laughs> jam it into food you know like yeah just i forget words all the time so it happens during the podcast sometimes and i'm like Fuck, this is going to be the worst podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you you are a Warhammer hero, which I am is fucking amazing. Like I, you know, when like people talk about like winning contests, and you're like, nobody ever fucking wins this contest. They just yeah. always make it feel like everybody does it, but you never sure. actually know someone. You were the first person I have ever met that is a Warhammer hero, right? Which on. is so cool. I was like, "Holy shit!" That we got a Warhammer hero like here, and like the Midwest, we we may not be hobby fanatics the way like the North is, mm -hmm. but like we we game like motherfuckers down here. Like, <laughs> like there is like some serious uh, heat coming at these games, right, and right. and it's really awesome to have that. But uh, and I don't think we get near the respect. So thank you for representing the Midwest with a, a hobby hero. That's that's fucking amazing. That's what it's what I do, man. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where I wasn't even really sure what the Warhammer hero thing was. Like I had heard about it from the previous year, and I was kind of like you. I was like, who are these people? Like, you know, are they like on the GW payroll? Like, what, what do they do? Right, right. And they the just players. go around going, Games Workshop is the best. Buy all of it. You know, like. <laughs> I'm not really, I was like, what does that mean for them? You know, right, right. what do you, what do you got to do? You know, <laughs> like, so, um, but like, I just got it because, I mean, I just got it, but I, you know, I did a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff in the community, obviously. I mean, I've done like fundraisers and, you know, I'm always pushing inclusion and my podcast was part of that. Um, if you've gone to the page and seen like kind of the little blurbs they've written for all the Warhammer heroes, they recognize that my podcast is all about like getting people from different walks of life to sort of communicate and that's what my podcast is about is like we all have different backgrounds and we're all different types of people men women you know all genders uh represented you know um all backgrounds represented it's just but we all play games and that's the thing that kind of like unites us and brings us together so i, I right. think i mean they really like that and it's all like um 
you know, it's all peer uh, recommended. I see now I'm losing words. Like, you know, you, your, your people put you in and, and they nominate you. And right. so I had like three or four people hit me up on Twitter and was like, hey, man, I nominated you. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks. Like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's an honor to just be nominated, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. That'd be neat if I got it. I was like, but I'm not holding my breath. And then right. one of my one of my friends hit me up and was like, was like, I know something you don't know. And I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, I hate this game. Don't do that. I know something you don't know. game. <laughs> And then, like the next day, I got the the message, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I was like, "What's what's the pay like?" <laughs> 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 but you know, it's obviously that side of thing. But I just thought it was funny. But um, you know, you you we had like a cool dinner, and like there was an I got a medal, and I got like a cool uh, shirt with like an embroidered uh, Warhammer Hero thing on it that I wear when I do like events at the store and stuff like that. Nice. Um, but I just try to like keep that momentum going with like keeping people aware that everybody plays games everybody should play games and be comfortable playing games and so yeah. like that's like my whole thing you know like i'm like you know i'm mexican-american so it's important to me to like have some sort of uh inclusion and representation is super important to me so i try to i try to do that within my community and you know just kind of spread it outward onto the interwebs you know and get everybody else on uh into the thing i love it man i mean it's the I used to be like really weird about Warhammer. My history with <laughs> Warhammer was the fact that I was never going to be able to afford it. So now in my like mid, uh, you know, thirties, I'm just uh, like, like I'm reclaiming my youth right now is what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm just like I'm playing with toys and I'm painting and I'm having a good time. <laughs> but like, I grew up out in Oregon, and nerd culture in Oregon was essentially. I mean. Oregon's just super white. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we sure. have a huge Hispanic population there, but uh, because of like the huge migrant worker aspect of it, there wasn't a whole lot of integration between uh, you know Latino-speaking families, uh, you know, and um, you know just like you know regular you know podunk town. So like, I never <laughs> got to actually really integrate. The only time that we ever did is in sports, and because we couldn't really talk to each other, it was always about metal everybody seemed to love metal and so that like that was my like really only way to interact with people who yeah, were white yeah. in Oregon and yeah. uh you know so like nerd gaming was always just like nerdy white guys and uh you know when I moved out here to St. Louis I noticed that it was much more diverse <laughs> and sure, I, sure. It, I instantly yeah. felt like way more comfortable being like ah oh, this my new nerd kink is gonna be boy soldiers <laughs> fuck yeah like yeah look yeah, at all yeah. these cool people i can hang out with yeah <laughs> which is great to see because you know it, it would bum me out if that if it wasn't as inclusive you know or sure. just and, and i'm sure that there's a, a strong argument to say that like there is a lot of work to be done like there's oh. gotta be a ton of work um, absolutely do you think that uh gw coming out and like saying you know racist bigots sexist like there's the fucking door do yeah. you think that that yeah. is um like i it didn't feel performative to me mm -hmm. um but do you think that that is enough to get people in like the the fact that the, a company is saying we've drawn a line here do you mm -hmm. think that that mm -hmm. that speaks volumes to other people uh you know i'm one of those actions speak louder than words i'm not like if you ever look on my twitter like every once in a while i'm, I'm like hey do this don't do this but i don't i don't make a habit of doing that because i'm very much more like the things i do should speak for themselves like i don't have to go on there and say 
don't be a trash racist person don't like do, you know i shouldn't have to say this you should we shouldn't see, have to you should see the things that i'm doing and how i'm living and and gather that and like put that all together and you know there's some people that follow me and that you know they have different perspectives and some things are pretty far off from whatever what i believe in but i respect that they still follow me because they know the things that i'm saying and the things that i show and represent like i did a fundraiser last year that um collected books for uh, schools in Africa, like these schools in Africa just don't have books. Like they just don't have them. Right. So right, right here we have a shit ton of books and people are like, <laughs> Oh, here's this book that I use for one semester pff, trash. You know, it's in the back of my closet. So literally they collect these books, this organization, EFIWE, uh, they collect these these books and they send them to these things in Africa. And like, you know, that's, I'm not saying that that's like, you know, uh, it should be like a polarizing thing to send books to Africa, but like, you know, some people have feelings about that and it's like, right. Wow. Okay. You're mad that we're giving away books that we're not using, but like, you know, those are the kind of things that I do. And yeah, I think that actions speak much louder than words, much louder than like little blurbs on my screen. So saying it is great. It's fantastic. I think that's wonderful but you still need that follow through because since, I mean, I don't want to say since then I haven't seen a lot of follow through or, or what, I, like, I'm always like, what else are you doing? You know, I love game right. work, games workshop. I love, I love the games. I've been playing this stupid game since I was like 12. So, you know, obviously <laughs> I, I, I'm obviously I'm invested with games workshop and I love games workshop, but I feel the way about games workshop that I do about like, you know, a younger brother or like a sister that's, is troubled sometimes and, and I just want them to like you know get it together and, and kind of like you know live up to their potential um, sure I, I love everything they do they make amazing models I mean no one can deny that their models are just like yards above like many other companies out there but Dude, sometimes simply saying things like that is, isn't, isn't enough like there should be more there should be more like events that support different causes I think you know there should be like actual um you know, like some sort of action sure. behind the words. Sure. Has, has being a Warhammer hero, have they ever like reached out to you to do stuff like that and to like organize with you? Like, is that, is it that kind of a thing that they just like, well, we have these people, we wanted to pay respect to them, but like, yeah. cause they're, they're so walled garden, you know, like I've tried yeah. talking yeah, yeah, to yeah. Darren Latham and, that's never going to happen unless if he quits GW. <laughs> like, it's just never going to happen. And, um, right, yeah. and that bums me out. And so, like, I asked him, like, who do you want me to talk to? Since I can't talk to you, who, mm -hmm. who can I entertain you with, with people who may not have representation out right. there? And he gave me a couple of people. And, like, that's really cool. And I'm, and I'm glad that he can have, like, a little bit of autonomy in that. But, mm -hmm. like, there isn't an interaction there. And there can't yeah. be because, yeah. uh, you know, like, uh and and that really hurts me actually because it they are such a huge company they are so i mean like to say that the hobby is 100 percent warhammer is incorrect but mm -hmm. you can call the hobby warhammer in the same way yeah. that you called video games nintendo in the sure. 80s it's sure. the same thing you know it doesn't matter what faction you're you're all yeah. you're yeah. all playing warhammer you know it's I, it's I, like I the equivalent it's like the equivalent of when you say you play role-playing games, people go, oh, you play D&D? D&D, yeah. <laughs> but if you're like, yeah. yeah, I play tabletop war games, people are like, oh, like Warhammer? Like, it's, that's, it's, it's synonymous with just tabletop war gaming. And, I mean, yeah. it, and rightfully so, because, I mean, I, they play the game all over the world. Like, you could probably go to any country where you don't speak the language and 
maybe like actually probably get a game in and like you know make it work because you know di dice aren't different language i mean a pip's a pip a pip's right, a pip right. in any language right, <laughs> right. <laughs> these japanese yeah. pips i don't understand what they say <laughs> yeah but, and uh, like Japanese is the real fun one because each one of their hashes is another digit on, you know, like, so like you can basically just look at their numbers and be like, oh yeah, that's a one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's you a can, two. You can, you can piece it together. <laughs> yeah. but, like, but to answer that question, I mean, there isn't really like a, a back and forth between the, the Warhammer heroes and the company itself. I think it really is just a matter of these are people doing cool stuff. We applaud you go out go forth into the world and keep you know being and being cool you know and yeah. and i you know it's important to me to do that anyway you know and i'm super stoked that i, I have the warhammer hero thing to, that, that i can kind of like present to people and they can go oh okay here's somebody what do you what did you do to get that and and like if that's important to me like it's important to you to, to get the medal i mean or or whatever it should be important to you to do good things not to do good things to get the medals and to get the recognition <laughs> is what right. i'm saying right but if you're like well what did you do that's a conversation starter for me like and i could say oh well you know i did this i you know helped put together this big uh rainbow warriors army you know because we gave it to this organization called contessa who is all about inclusion in gaming women in gaming um you know different uh, people on gender spectrum in gaming and we just gave them this huge rainbow warriors army and was like here's a thing you can sell it you can you know play with it you can just display it whatever you want to do um you know i did the thing with the books and you know i'm running games at the store and i'm running tournaments like so there's a lot of things that like I can talk about and people can say, okay, well that's, if that's what is important to games workshop and they recognize that, then maybe I could do something like that. Maybe that's yeah. something that I need to get on top of. And you know, it, that in itself is cool, but they don't call me up and say, Hey Dan, we need you. We need you at the, the store opening to uh, shake hands and kiss babies. And I'm like, ah, I'm there, you know, like that doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, that's too bad. I mean, cause the, it, cool. It would be super cool. It'd be super cool. So like, where, where did your philanthropic angle start? Like when, like when did that become a really important part in your life? Uh, so, uh, if you don't, didn't know this, I was in the military. Uh, I'm actually retired from the United States Air Force. I served for 21 years, six months and nine days. And congratulations. Um, so that's intense. Yeah. Yeah. I retired in 2018. So I've actually been retired for two years. So throughout my career, uh, you know, my whole, my whole family is in the military. My dad was in the army. My grandfather was in the air force. Um, I have three uncles that were in the military. My sister was in the Navy. Oh, um, wow. so we're, we're a military family. So for yeah. us, like serving and doing things for other people, is just like what I was, what I was brought up doing. Like it's important yeah. to my family. It's important for us to, to serve something greater than ourselves. And it sounds cheesy as shit, but it's, it's true. <laughs> it's like, it's super important for my family and how I was raised was do something for other people. Um, do be selfless and, you know, take care of other people, you know, like I'll, I'll give you the shirt off my back if it's cold out and I'll be cold and I'm fine with that. Like, that's just the kind of person I am. So, wow. so growing up, it was always like, well, what can we do? Can we volunteer? Can we, you know, gather you know cans of food during thanksgiving can we like serve food during the holidays to you know whatever you know like we always were trying to do something even if it was small um so whenever i joined the military there's a lot of um you have a lot of opportunity for that as well and and to be 100 percent honest a lot of that 
is part of like getting promoted and like looking good and that kind of sucks but it's true <laughs> sure. you know if you're just the guy who's just like i just come to work i go home right at five and i'm fucking i'm gone then people are like well we're not going to promote this asshole but like you know if you're out there and you're doing a lot of things you're a lot part of a lot of organizations you're doing fundraisers you're helping people out eventually it stops being i'm doing this to check the box and it becomes i'm doing this because this is who i am Sure. And, and that's kind of where I ended up. I was raised that way. I did it in my whole career. And then when you find something that you love as much as the hobby, like as much as I love this, this silly game, <laughs> you go, well, what can I do in this community to make this community better? Like whatever, whatever, however small thing that I can do, I'm going to do that. And then those small things, they always grow. It always yeah. becomes something more. So it's, it's something I've always done and I just enjoy doing it. And a lot of times people just ask me to do stuff and I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. Like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> what are we doing a fundraiser? Cool. What are we, what are we doing? Teach a yeah, How class? many people cool. are we like, getting here? Let me yeah, get my boys. Yeah. We got this. What are we doing? We're doing like a chili cook off in the store. Fuck. Let's get some beef, man. Like, you know, whatever I'm down. Like I, I really, I, 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 I'm flattered when people ask me to do stuff because I feel like that means that they trust me to get it done. Sure. And that I'm going to do a good job at it. You yeah. know, and that's that's a full on, that's a carryover from my military career as well. So I just, you know, I, I just have a lot of self discipline to like do things on time and <laughs> on in, time. In, in a, on time. That's a big deal. A lot of it's people huge. don't get that. Yeah. yeah, I have guys coming into work with, at like seven ten, and I'm like, you know, work starts at seven, right? And it's just ten minutes, Sergeant Gomez, and I'm like, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 you yeah. <laughs> I'm coming for you now, dude. <laughs> you know, so like things like that. It's like, you know, if you're going to run an event for your store, like your local store asks you to do an event, you want to do a good job because you want to keep doing it. You want it to be successful. You want them to be successful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So all those things tied together, man. It's like, it can, like they asked me like, Hey, we want to do a fundraiser. And I'm like, sweet man i was like let me let me find some cool organizations that can that we can do something with you know that's so cool man i mean like i never so my philanthrop uh philanthropical outlets were like artistic it was like mm -hmm. volunteering for like art fairs and things of that nature yeah, uh yeah, yeah. mainly because like i had zero dollars like i had yeah. no money to do it but i had time at mm -hmm. time and i didn't mind getting sunburned in my early 20s so like <laughs> I, I would stand out in like direct traffic and do sh stupid shit sure. like that yeah, and you know yeah. like that was uh, such a great time and moving to st louis from oregon where like i i left all my bad habits and my bad friends out there i say yeah. bad friends they are some of the sweetest people but you know like we were on the highway to hell and <laughs> we only we were only making it worse i moved yeah. here and everybody's like let's set up this theater. We've got, we got to build a set for this play. You know, it goes up next week. I'm like, let's do it. I know how to work a drill. And that was the stuff that I, I love doing that. And uh, I have found in my older years, I am less motivated to do it. And part of me is really bummed out by it because it's like, I did have a lot of fun built community building and getting to yeah. know people in there. Yeah. And, you know, I'm getting slices of that with this podcast and, you know, mm -hmm. cause, um, I'm showing people in our hobby that there is totally different walks of life. There are different artists that they didn't know. There's different game developers that they didn't know. And that's something that I, I feel like I'm giving back to a group of people, but it's like the most hands off thing ever. Like I applaud <laughs> you for like running a podcast, having a family, being a musician, 
and running charity events like that's that is some yeah. uh some humbling shit right there man it's you know it's but but even doing something small is important like i tell people that all the time it's you know what's what's the old phrase it's like think globally act locally you know what i mean like, <laughs> right, right, that, right. that's like it's that's legit because you can't cover every base you can't affect every person yeah. You can affect your small circle of people and hope that they sort of, you know, affect the people around them. And that's how these positive things grow. And even if it's something as simple as like doing a podcast and then speaking to people that have a positive message. And then all the people that listen to that are is a result of what you're doing, you know. Right. right. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter how small it is as long as you're doing something. And I tell people that all the time. It's like like time is the one finite resource that we really have true so volunteering your time is huge like i never discredit anybody for just showing up and saying <laughs> hey can i can i stack some chairs or hey can i hammer a couple of nails and i'm like fuck yeah like Sweet. i'm just you could be doing like a billion other things that are probably way more fun so like this is awesome like if people volunteer yeah. their time man i'm super that's where my heart's at dude like yeah just show up and be like what can i do i've like me i'm like i've got minimal skills but i'll, I'll do something like what do you want man like you know, like I'll just, I'll glue some stuff together. Or I'll make a flyer, you know, whatever. I'll do something like we got this. Part of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I, and I mean, and there's a weird thing. Like you would think with like military tactic games, there would be more people who are fucking leaders in this hobby. And there aren't, <laughs> there aren't. And like, I know that that's a dickhead thing to say. I use that term a lot. It's a dickhead thing to say yeah. because like I've noticed that there are fucking leaders and there are fucking followers and there is a shitload of followers in this hobby that sure. could be pushing it. And I'm just like, why don't you push it a little bit more? Why does it fall on my shoulders to always be the guy who's pushing this envelope? Like, <laughs> let's all push this envelope and like the hobby will get better. It'll be more accessible. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't just hide from the responsibility of a community. And that's what yeah. I feel like a lot of people do. They don't understand that having people in the hobby, even if they're not your friends, even if they're politically opposed to you, they are part of our community. And we have to get people to feel uh, that, that open feeling to create the dialogue. Otherwise, we aren't a community. We're little fiefdoms that get together, we war, and we leave. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we need to pick people up. And, uh, sure. you know, that's, that's a really hard thing to do. And I'm always shocked that more people aren't into the community building aspect mm -hmm. of it. it. It feels very weird. Well, the leadership is very hard. And this is coming from like uh, my military perspective. And, and I can't help but apply my life to, I'm 42 years old, literally half of my life I was in the military, right? So like, right, right, I, right. I apply everything to that because that's what I'm training and that's what I've learned. And I have a lot of experience with that. And, and leadership, there's a couple of ways that that can happen. Someone gets put in charge and they're shit and they're shit. <laughs> and then no one, no one wants to listen to them because they're shit, but they're like, well, I'm in charge. So you will listen to me. Right. And then, then everyone just is opposed to it. Right. Yeah. And then there's the, that's a boss. That, that's yeah. A boss. Yeah. Yeah. They, they yeah. aren't a leader. They're a boss. No, not a leader. They're just like running like I'm, you guys better pick up this trash, you know, like, <laughs> this guy you know so so it's there's that kind of leadership right and then there's the leadership that is the quiet leadership that is that is born of someone that knows what they're talking about is confident in the decisions that they make and doesn't need to like bluster and doesn't need to yell right. and just gets things done because 
at the end of the day, somebody has to make the decision and being the confident person to make that decision and to say, okay, we're going to do this. And if it goes pear shape, then, you know, that's on me. Cool, whatever, but let's yeah. do something. Let's quit farting around and like, and, <laughs> and find a vector and like stick with it. Right. And, and to me, that's, that's the truest leadership. It's someone that's willing to say, this is what we're going to do. And it might fail, but this is what we're going to do. But this is what we're going to do. Right. Right. Because every decision is informed by experience. So if it's something you've never done before, then you're in this sort of like uh, you're in this gray area. Well, this could go shitty really fast. But just being the person to say, well, we're going to do it anyway. You know, well, I mean, if you're the first person doing something, nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong because yeah. they don't know how it's done. Like, well, that's the thing that I keep on <laughs> running into all the time. They're like, are you doing it right? I don't know. Like, I'm, yeah, I guess I'm not doing it wrong. Like, if things flying are flying by the seat of my pants, too, man. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. But it, it is really interesting. And like, I don't know if that's like, and it, it feels to get worse. And we like we like to blame millennials. And I think that that's a fucking cruel thing to do because I think that they have I think they have a different expectation of what's going to be done. And it's not that they've been handheld the entire time. It's that they've been expected to be perfect the entire time. And so there is a false sense of perfectionism put on like younger people. And I'm like, just fucking do something, kids. You're going to fail. Sure. It's going to suck. You're going to learn from it, and it'll be a good time. You'll make great friends along the way. Hopefully, you don't go into debt while doing it. I'm just like, just just do it. But I find so many people are like, they don't want to waste their time. Because you, you're right. Time is the most finite resource that we have if they, can't, if they don't know it's going to pay off. But like, yeah you know being a yeah. musician you know that you're gonna put a shitload of time into something that like 13 people are gonna be fucking right. into for like a little bit yeah 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 <laughs> like we are used to failing <laughs> yeah and i think it's interesting like my I, I have a daughter she's 23 years old so she's falls squarely in in like the, the millennial she's thing. there yeah yeah and um you know so i have a lot of perspective on that as well and, and it is very much a case of sort of being in the public eye because of the way social media works like every person that age i feel almost without exception probably has some sort of social media probably has some sort of following yeah or, or something absolutely. they're out there right so if they do something and it doesn't succeed then you're kind of on this like stage with people looking at you going well why didn't this succeed like why did you fail at this and right. there's a lot of pressure that comes with sort of living your life wide open like that for everyone to, to see what you're doing and, um, you know, I'm an old guy and I'm like trying to figure out like, how does this Twitter work? Like I had to get my daughter to explain, um, um, like Snapchat to me one day. And I was like, this might be like the most old man situation I've ever been in. Like, what's, what's a Snapchat? Like what the, yeah. what is this? She's like, oh my God. But you just know, wait like, till you're on TikTok and your brain is going to explode. You're like, you know what, what is happening? I looked at thing? TikTok and I was like, I'm definitely too old for this. <laughs> I had a friend and he's he swears to God that this like I need to put time into TikTok because that's where this podcast is going to grow. And I was like, okay. you think that this is where the podcast is going to grow? So I started yeah. searching podcasts on there and it was like this famous star did this thing and I feel this way about it. I'm like, yeah, nobody's yeah. fucking looking up Warhammer yeah. shit on me. Yeah. There's some 15 year old kid like, hey, where's that podcast where those 40 year old guys talk about plastic spacemen? It's awesome. <laughs> right should i do like a dance like 
<laughs> I think that's like yeah. TikTok is just like all dances now. A dance, a space marine dance, <laughs> a space know. marine dance. Yeah, like, do like you know, they're too just do away. this in front of the camera. Like, yeah. I mean, I think you got something there. I mean, don't don't discount any of these ideas right now. We're workshopping. I mean, like, I will I will throw everything, uh, including the kitchen sink at the wall just to see what works, because oh, um, sure. like there, I I have learned from my years of being in bands and doing, you know, theater and just putting myself out there like there isn't a whole lot that can actually happen to you besides like a couple days of being depressed afterwards, sure. which yeah, yeah. is never fun. And like, I shouldn't minimize that because, and especially now we're all very emotionally raw in this country <laughs> and, and just like going through COVID on top of it is yeah. like, I get why people right now aren't doing it, but I want to encourage people to like, like give themselves a hug pat them on the back for the, like, yeah. their efforts so far yeah. and let them know that this like road, there's cool stuff down the road. We just have to get there. And like, that's sure. why I want, I want people to like pick each other up and get them to the place where we're all like happy and we can play again and life can be somewhat back to normal. And <laughs> you know, it, it feels weird right now. Like, yeah. I, I What's normal anymore though? Really? Like, <laughs> Right. What what it's we're gonna find a new normal and hopefully it's a better situation than before. So true. I uh I think that we got a little disconnected and you know my wife, she, she like has watched me do all these things and she's like gaming has actually been the best thing for me as far as like emotionally and spiritually fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rolling dice and pulling little plastic guys off of a table because I suck at rolling dice <laughs> is like something that has built a community that uh is some of the best friends i've ever met people from all different walks of life like it, it, it's not just the nerdy white guy it's it's there is a lot going on there and it's very exciting so i'm i am quite excited to see what the future holds i think sure i think it, the next couple of years in the hobby are going to be fucking amazing I mean, if you look at just like shit, think about like 10 years ago. Like, I remember being like embarrassed to tell people that I played Warhammer. Like, I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm a musician. I play games and, you know, like <laughs> do some other stuff. And I go out and I drink and I play, I play games. You know, like, just kind of like yeah. minimize it. Like, like, but now it's like everyone's watching Critical Role and they're into uh D, D and rpgs are like a thing that you can do and like people aren't like oh what's that they're like oh cool yeah i watch critical role and i do this and it's like you know the the, the world has opened up like board gaming you know has like exploded and I mean, huge. board games are just gateway drugs into warhammer as far as i'm concerned <laughs> you know like yep that's yeah exactly if you play right. if you play Catan, you'll play warhammer like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know, people come over, hey, you want to play some board games? You like something yes. more complex? Come down to the basement and let me show you. Let like, me sh I have a table. It's a yeah. four by six. It has got some very cool terrain features on it. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> like, so it's, I think in the last just like decade or maybe even less, like it's just really picked up to be like ex geek is acceptable or whatever you want to call sure. it. You know? So, I mean, I'm just excited about that, the whole thing being more mainstream in general and just being like an acceptable like you know it's acceptable to play sports and to do fantasy football but then right. you're like oh you play games people are still kind of like oh, okay but like i think those people just don't understand and they haven't experienced like just like how goofy fun it is right oh absolutely i mean i 
I've always been a gamer, mainly video games. And I've only actually been in the hobby for the last like two years mm -hmm. because like I got into Kingdom Death and yeah. I was like, I, I love these models. This is some oh, cool shit. Mm -hmm. And like, I love them models. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more the mo monster guys. Like I'm, oh, I'm, working, I'm working on like creature yeah. caster stuff right now. Like <laughs> nice. I, I get I get, I like the big the big baddies, but uh -huh. the uh, um there was just something about like looking at it and my buddy was like you know what's a cool model and i was like i don't know what is it and he's like abaddon abaddon's a cool model i'm like abaddon oh really and, and then he like showed me a photo i'm like yeah actually abaddon's a cool model that is cool <laughs> yeah and, I then, need uh, it. and then he <laughs> showed me some abaddon, like man. <laughs> like ad mech and he's like look at these yeah. things you know and yeah. i was like oh okay i guess i guess i'm doing this and so like that that was my intro into it and it never i've never been like leery of the the nerd kink that comes along with it i'm just like yeah you know what i live this out loud it's fine yeah yeah uh, but like the critical role thing and you do uh D, D. like i've heard you talk about that on your uh, like you do you do age of rebellion i believe is what it's yeah, called yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. your that's your one <laughs> that's that's my oh dude i'll go on a tangent on that for like two hours if you let me so but i, I love that game that's like absolutely i but i i if you listen to the podcast and maybe listen once or twice but like i'm not a huge fan of D and D, and that's probably been like it's been a source of contention between me and some of my guests sure and i try not to be disrespectful about it but you know as things go i've given it another chance and i'm actually playing with a group of my friends and it's more because i love my friends and i want to hang out with them and of course asking of me course to play I'm the guy, I'm the forever GM, right? I'm one of those guys that I never yeah. get to play. I'm always GMing the game. So yeah. I was like, well, if this is the only game I can get to play is D&D, &D, I guess I'll try. And I, I'm just having fun with it. You know, like the, the system for me is is not as, it's a little too binary for me. And, and like sure. I, I don't like that it, it doesn't have the same narrative aspect to it that a lot of the other games I enjoy do but I'm making it that way by the performance of my character because I'm just a, a, a crazy person because <laughs> I, I do I do a voice and I'm like mm, I'm doing the whole thing and everyone's like what the fuck like who invited this guy but like you know I have fun with it so right. you know, I'm, I'm making the game I'm making the most out of the game even though it's not my favorite well I thought that that was really interesting because I bounced off of fifth edition like hard like mm -hmm. I fifth edition and me were like well, this is a thing that you can play, but like, I don't see any room here for my imagination. Like, sure, and, yeah. uh, and so like, I, uh, I've been getting, into, been getting into the old school, uh, essentials, old Ooh. school. This is like first edition D and D stuff where like, yeah, literally yeah, yeah, yeah. there aren't any rules for anything. It just basically tells you like how to generate a dungeon and kill things. That's yeah. about it. I'm yeah, like, Oh, yeah. I, that's what I need. I need a thing not to dictate my fun to me mm -hmm. and like when you read like the like tiny little paragraph about magic missile in you know this book versus in fifth edition it's like half a page written out about how magic <laughs> missile works i'm like i don't give a shit about how magic yeah. missile works i just want to like have my friends have a thing and, yeah. it, and it just felt like too i felt the weight of fifth edition like didn't allow me to have fun in it and sure. i have had fun with fifth edition but I am like way more into all the other like systems because there's so many cool people working on RPGs right now. And I think with Critical oh, yeah. Role bringing so much attention to this place, you know, mm -hmm. you get like Tales from the Loop. I don't know if you like read that book. Yeah, book yeah is I've fucking cool as hell, yeah, man. I've I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I get that totally because I think 
and I think what we're seeing is like, I don't want to analyze it too much and, and sound like a sportscaster or some shit, but like what you're seeing is like people want to get into this game. Right. And these yeah. are people that don't have a lot of like experience in role-playing games. So like if you've played a role-playing game, you come into a new role-playing game, understanding a lot of the concepts already. It doesn't have yeah. to like, uh, I got to pretend to be someone else. What the fuck? You know, like you're, you're not, you're just like, all right, who am I going to pretend to be? What classes and shit can earn this game? But right. like people that have watched Critical Role because they like the performance of them, they're interested and they've never played a role-playing game. They need a lot of training wheels. They need the handheld a little bit more. Sure, so I think of those sort of things are a result of that. It's like, this is exactly what you do. If you don't describe magic missile like this, it does not work in the game. You know, but not, maybe not that extreme, but you know, like no, but they need you guys that input. You were talking about that in like the last, uh, you know, big podcast you did with Tanya about the like wheelchair thing and like oh. how people are like freaking out against the wheelchair and like all of us painters, we're like, fuck yeah, let's paint this thing. This yeah, thing I want to cool. make a badass fucking wheelchair. Like right. this dude shows up and you're like, oh fuck, it's the guy in the wheelchair. And you, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these all guys. I, I don't know, it, man. Like my mind was blown reading that that Twitter thread about it. I'm like, really? This is yeah. a game with like dragons and undead people running around in the wheelchairs. What's messing you up? Because it's not realistic. <laughs> like get the get the fuck out of here, here, man. Like literally. There, you built out. a bridge to get over that ray. Like you, you went way out of your way yeah. to get over yeah. that river. You know, yeah. like, and this is this is where you're drawing the line. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Just just say you're ableist and fucking leave. Like that's cool. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, some guys like, well, you know, most of the doors it wouldn't fit through the doors. I'm like, fuck the doors. Get a giant and push the smash the door apart. Who gives that shit? Whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. It collapses. I mean, Someone picks him up and the fucking thing collapses and they carry it through the door. Okay, you happy? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, it's like trying to do everything they can to discredit and make the rules for the the, the fantasy wheelchair to not work. Well, it's it's weird to think about, and you know, this is the same shit that gets like totally rubs me wrong about Warhammer too. And like, and, you know, in all the 40k nerds, all your old world people, I love the lore. I love the fact that the lore is still being written. We, mm -hmm. They can still change things. Like the way that it is now is not the way it's going to be because if you look at Games Workshop over their history, they change all the time. Oh, like, yeah. You the have the to. only constant with that company is their ability to make money. <laughs> that is the one <laughs> thing that they are really good at. Then I'd say that's a successful company. It is. It is. <laughs> yes. Uh, but like, everybody freaking out about the game and like it wouldn't work like this and I don't, i'm like dudes these are little spacemen mm -hmm. and there's chaos and undead robots and magic like none of this matters a yeah. woman could be a space marine yeah they could have oh. black people like they don't all have to be clones from the god emperor who's this weird thing <laughs> that may not be alive and is definitely not a good guy like right yeah you know yeah. all these people like getting like really like built up. i'm like if you are that worked up about this, you have missed the point of this fantasy world that's being made like this. It, and, and it changes all the time. That's the thing that I love about what Warhammer is. For me, it was a thing to paint. And then I got into the books and I was like, holy shit, these books are amazing. Yeah, and then there's I so much more. There's, and they're, they're fantastic. Most of them are very good. There's a few turds out there. Mm. But like, people people defend the game and the way that it needs to be done i'm like you guys 
you had the imagination to get here. You don't have the imagination to grow here. Like, yeah. how, how is that a thing that happened? Great this is such point. an amazing space. I, you know, it's like, it reminds me of like the Star Wars fandom. And I, don't, I mean, obviously, I'm a, I don't know what direction. Obviously, I'm a big Star Wars fan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and so there's people that are so invested and they've spent literally there. And like me, I was born in 78 and Star Wars came out in 77. Literally, I've had Star Wars my entire life, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of Star Wars information. Yeah. I would probably be a fucking doctor by now if I knew as much about the human body as I did <laughs> Star Wars, right? Like, I just, I know so much about it. So, but there's Warhammer guys that are probably the same way where they're deeply invested in the lore because maybe that's the thing that captured their imagination. So to them, sure. these are in, con these are facts to them. You can't change this information. These are facts. This is what my whole fandom in my world is built on. And then someone comes along, they're like, you know what? these are baby marines now we're going to make marines that are like taller and they're like what the fuck you can't have taller marines like you know like so <laughs> like you're taking something that people really love and have have like taken to heart and, and it really internalized and then yeah it. so i get that there's like backlash and there's people that are upset about it but like you it's like well let's grow with it like you know find something you like about this new story and and and, and be into that because it's not going to change you being mad is not going to change shit. <laughs> no. you know Maybe we could march on Games Workshop or something. I don't know, but like you being mad about it and then just being a dick on online to people that are are into it is it doesn't change anything. But well, no one's stopping you from playing the old rules the old way, and and that's totally cool. You could do that. I mean, you're gonna have a hard time getting a game, yeah. But nobody do, does that. Yeah, you nobody, can do the hobby. Nobody's going nobody. to eight. <laughs> nobody. No, no. Like, hey, just, you guys want to play sixth edition with formations and shit? And like, <laughs> uh, no. Scatter dice, get the fuck out of here. Hey, I love yeah. scatter dice. Scatter dice are amazing. Let's, let's, I, let's I love the idea it. of it. I've never played a game with it, and yeah. I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like that. That just seems like a yeah. good way to fuck up, a, like uh, a pretty good game. <laughs> hey guys, we just fucking shot ourselves. You're you're like watching the Sweet. fucking bomb come at you. Like, <laughs> like it would have happen every time okay so this scatters right back on to my guys okay awesome i love awesome <laughs> i just deep struck these terminators and rolled a one now they're all dead oh this game's fucking great I, i'm glad i showed up yeah oh, right man. right <laughs> this is so fantastic that's like my new thing now it's like oh i'm, I'm glad we're playing this game oh it's so good it's so great well i mean <laughs> like i i i play slanesh like my whole okay. thing is like i don't the shooty guys they're fine but, like, it's really funny when you have an entire table of Seekers, like, coming over because they move so fast. And, like, 8th edition, like, once something touches, it's shut down. You know, it's not shooting anymore. Like, yeah, 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 you yeah. can shut down a board pretty quickly. But if you didn't make contact that first turn, it was over. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, I, I always knew by the end of the first turn whether or not I was going to have a really fun three hours or a really boring <laughs> three hours. Uh, and that... That's not a good place to be. I wish I wish there was a little bit more back and forth with it. Uh, actually, I wish there was a lot more back and forth with it. Yeah, yeah. But I love playing teams that like nobody knows what, what to deal with. They're like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, I, it's getting weird with it. That's what's happening. You've never seen this before. Right, right. You know, there's a lot of like common builds and you know, like, you know, there's people that like they look at all the the um, competitive scene and they kind of go, OK, this is the cool thing. This is the hot, the meta. This is the meta, the meta right now. And when people say that, I'm like, eh, come on, man.
like this is just a game store there's a kid over there with the start collecting box like he doesn't give a <laughs> shit he just wants to be excited and play a game right we don't need to like right out of players there i mean i love competitive play i think there's a time and place for it i think like sure. open play night at your local store maybe and you're like hey we got this kid and it's his first game and you're like yeah let's fuck this kid up you know like yeah those kind of guys <laughs> i'm like I'm like get out of here dude like but there's so many builds that are pretty common that i just can't yeah. I can't bring myself to build the common list and play that because it's not me. It's right. It's not my idea and it probably it works and it wins games, but it's, it, it doesn't feel right to me to do that. It's like wearing someone else's fucking underwear, man. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm really not into that, you know? So like <laughs> right, maybe right. I'll take some of the concepts and the ideas, like I'll, you know, I'll bring death guard and everyone's like, Oh, are you doing the, the, uh, the bombs, the grenades, like you can throw like 10 grenades. And I'm like, no, because I'm just not into that. Like, sure. I lose a lot. I lose a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Because yeah. I just want to make a fun list. I was like, I like this model um, that sucks, but I'm going to run it. Like, I had a whole, like, there was a podcast that I was talking about the Vespid army. Like, I'm like, just come in with like all Vespid, which is like one of the worst like things in the Tau book. Like, if you run Tau and you run Vespid, you're just not smart. You're not, you're not using the, the points right. But right. Like, why not do it? Just be like, hey, I'm the fucking Vespid guy. And like, come in with like your Vespid and just, you know like just do something that's fun like don't follow the thing winning's nice i like winning it's fantastic but i'd rather win by playing well with a suboptimal list than taking like the most optimized list i can and then playing someone else who's there to have fun and just like crushing their dick in you know like that's not fun no it isn't and like you know i like i like the escalation league sort of thing where you start small Mm -hmm. and build big because i realize that i actually don't like warhammer games that are over like 1200 points I think I think the game kind of collapses in on itself at that point. Yeah. And like I would rather have like spend like an hour less time trying to like figure out whether or not this is going to work and and just have a game that like I got all the cool things on the field that I want to. I'm probably still going to die. But <laughs> I like you know you can you can make things happen really uh you know you can still have a good show. Like I I play one of my you know best friends who got me into the hobby is a big Drukari guy. Mm-hmm. I went out after him with you know again the slanesh doing weird things and like he was just like you are so dead i'm like i don't know man like (laughs) you've never never played a team like this right right i bodied him absolutely bodied him he's like i need to get a couple more you know i can't even remember what he said you know a couple more abominations or whatever i was like i don't think that would have helped you yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like i think i think your team doesn't like things that are faster than it I think that's yeah. where it falls apart, and yeah, and that's a fast-moving army. And you know, when you met, you're met with something that's similar to you in in play style. You're just not expecting it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like I've watched him like just mess up, like you know, especially Death Guard players here. And you're mm-hmm. just like, ooh, man, you're or, no <laughs> Death Watch. Yeah, Death Watch people. Like, okay, that's yeah, the people. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like and you're like they they get some things on, but when he's like it's funny watching him play because he plays a really aggressive game. It instantly mm-hmm. goes from this is just a friendly, funny, funny game into like talking mad shit. And it's the most yeah. intense thing you've ever been in and going I'm, for blood. Yeah. I love watching him play. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so w- what, what got you into the hobby, you know, back, back on track, what you said you've been doing this since you were 12. Yeah. How did my- that happen? So, um, my dad is actually a war gamer. Nice. He, he used to play like historical battles. Like he was real big into like Napoleonic Wars, um, like a lot of civil war battles, but this is like uh, like 15 millimeter. 
like you know yeah, the little, they're little tiny, tiny yeah he was really into that and he actually had it we were stationed in hawaii at the time at uh schofield barracks and uh like i was super young like nine ten or however old and um so his gaming club they would start playing like on saturday and they wouldn't finish up till like sunday afternoon like they would just play all night and shit <laughs> oh, wow. you know it's like a dozen or so guys and they and they actually had it on base it was really cool they had like their own little room on base and it was just a couple of tables in this nice room and like my mom and i would go and like bring him food or like just kind of hang out and then you know what little kid sees that shit and was like oh that's lame i was like this is the most cool shit i've ever seen like what i was just like that's oh, so amazing my dad's like whoa you're you don't understand this shit <laughs> you know like he was just like kind of like you know you're not ready for it yet you know and then um like they started playing warhammer fantasy battle and that was maybe like this first second third edition maybe of warhammer fantasy battle and Mm -hmm. i i really like those models like oh those are really cool like i'm into that but like i'm a star wars guy i've always liked sci-fi and then one day he brings home the warhammer 40k rogue trader rulebook the first edition first war and he puts it down on the table and he's like, Hey, check this out. This is like the future version of the game that I've been playing. And I read that book and it just blew like my fucking mind completely. Like, yeah, I love that book. I read that book like hundreds of times, like literally front to back, every single word, every single caption, every single little hidden blurb, like in all the artwork and those, and and all those things. Like, I love that book. Like, it, it it just it totally grabbed my imagination uh, like i just was like this is the shit like this world is amazing and so my dad slowly started collecting some space marine stuff and he had some eldar stuff and i still kind of played a little bit like the rules were not great back right. then <laughs> right, right. <laughs> rogue trader rules were like a little uh, like you know they've gone they've done a lot of work since then yes they have but i've literally been playing since rogue trader came out like that book was new whenever i i started getting into it wow yeah yeah so ever since then i've been playing you know off and on and there was times like you know i was i had gotten married and joined the military so there was some time that i just didn't play but i was always like in the back of my mind or i'd go by the game store and pick up a white dwarf and kind of see what was happening and then um i got back into it really hard in 2000 what was 2010 2010 uh so in all honesty uh i'm a recovering alcoholic i have a lot of i've had a lot of problems with alcohol and drinking and i had my marriage was in a really bad situation and things weren't going well and i decided to quit drinking and i was like what do i do with my hands you know like i was like what do i do so dude yeah i was like let me get back into 40k because it's something that i've always loved and i pulled out all my old models and i started painting and like actually paying attention to the paint and actually paying attention to the game more and like getting back into the scene. And then maybe it's people with addictions, like Warhammer really speaks to them. (laughs) It's like, it's another way as another, it's a great way to spend your money. Like, you know, it's it's just another thing that you can grab onto. And it honestly really, and it sounds cheesy as shit. It really saved me in a very hard time in my life because when you're focusing on painting and building models, your your mind is there. Your mind is focusing on that. Yeah. It's not focusing on all the problems. It's not focusing on the goddamn I want to drink. You know, it's it's yeah. those things are and for me that was that was like my my Warhammer Renaissance, if you will. Sure. So I got back into it super hard and I've just been going fucking 120 percent ever since then, man. Dude, I I I, I have found myself, so I had a really bad bleeding ulcer and uh, I had to quit drinking yeah. and I didn't realize in the choice of actually having to quit drinking 
I had to come to real the realism that I uh, or the reality that I I am like a functional alcoholic. I sure have this as part of me. I had my first drink in a year the other day and I fucking had so much guilt from it and like <laughs> it, it like reset the clock on me. Yeah. And I was just like this is a devastating feeling. And sure, while at no. the time I had a really good time. We were hanging out with some friends and I was supporting a local business. And, you know, I was like this, they make their money off their drinks. So we better get a drink. Yeah. It was like emotionally a really hard thing to go through. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, like this well, is a yeah. thing that is like, I, I didn't, I never really came to terms with how, how much I was numbing myself all the time with substances and mm -hmm. uh and alcohol just became the one that stayed around because it was legal and i could just go to schnooks and buy some you know yeah. like yeah it's easy it's very easy and and you, you know you know here the midwest is the most beer drinkingest area like literally you can go to the petting zoo and get a huge beer like they just <laughs> always they're like oh you want to drink here's a free drink yeah drink. yeah i like, mean you need drink tickets here it is like i Oh man, like I'm with you. Like this has been a really enlightening uh, time of my life because the hobby fucking saved me and it saved my marriage because like I, if I didn't have it, I don't know what I would have done. And I, I know my wife would have had a like come to Jesus moment. With yeah, me. yeah <laughs> you know, for like, sure. It was, it was going to happen. Yeah, and, for um, sure. You know, it's a it's it's a good thing, and and I've ran into a lot of people like that. Uh, do you watch Twitch at all? Uh, yeah, I do every once in a while. Yeah. So I that's something that comes up all the time when I'm painting on Twitch, uh, and you know we talk a lot, and you know like some people like alcohol is just part of their uh, like I'm gonna drink on stream and I'm gonna do this thing, mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, and and it's and you know it's fine, it's casual, and it isn't glorifying it, and then you r r come into my stream and you're like. The one time I was doing coke and I did this and now this is my life where I am drinking kombucha. I had granola for, for uh, this. I'm, you know, like we're, I'm like the exact opposite. I'm like, let's like get well. It's a mental health time right now. Like, yeah. Like it's, I'll leave the shit, shit at the door and let's be here to support each other. <laughs> it's yeah. like the weirdest place in the world right now. That's huge though. I mean, that's, that's important. And, and but, I'm not one of those guys, like, if you're drinking around me, I'm not like, well, this motherfucker's drinking around me. No, I'm like, not. I'm like, have fun, dude. Like, because like, a lot of my close friends are like, hey, man, I'm going to order a drink. Is that cool? And I'm like, you don't need to ask me every time, you know? And yeah, some of my friends, like, like the other day, a buddy of mine was like, hey, do you want a beer? He's like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry, man. I totally forgot. I'm like, no, it's like, I appreciate you offering me, man. That That's that's cool. Yeah. Like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not going to have one, but like, you know, I appreciate that. I'm right. not going to like be like, mm, all these guys are drinking. I don't like it. You know, I'm not like yeah. that. Like, I, I'm you, happy if you want to drink. But did you, did you run into a, the zone where your drinking friends stopped inviting you to things and you had to kind of like well, deal with that? So I had a whole drinking situation and I had left that whole drinking situation. I used to coach a women's roller derby team. Ah, uh, this is the roller derby story. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, all that involves just playing games, partying, and just and being like hypersed. Yeah, crazy yeah. with everyone. Like just being insane. And it's like, how crazy can we get? Like what yeah. kind of stupid shit can we get into? Yeah. And it got to the point where I, I obviously couldn't keep doing that. And like things were just not going well. And I was like, well, I just, I got to be done. I just got to be done with this. And I literally like 
was I was uh, stationed where I was stationed in Florida, I was like, I need to leave. So I applied for like an assignment that nobody really wants. And I got it because nobody wants it. So Greenland, I, send me to Greenland. Literally, that's where I went. I went to I went to Greenland. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I went to I, I went to Thule, Greenland, because nobody wants that assignment because it's literally you know twenty some below zero all the time. All the time. It's yeah. just snow. So I was in Greenland for a year, and I I applied for that assignment because I was like, I need to get out of here. Like I need yeah. to leave this place and or these people. And you know, unfortunately, I don't really talk to a lot of the girls from the team anymore. Like some like that are on Facebook here and there, and but there's not really there's not a relationship anymore and that's yeah it is what it is but that was the thing that was making me just a crazy person because in that environment the crazier and more drunk that you are like the cooler it is like the more fun you're having right like <laughs> right, right. you know like there's been times where i've literally like woken up like in strange places like what the fuck how did i get here like you know or people are just buying you shots because you're the coach. Hey, coach, drink, have a shot. Hey, coach, drink a shot with me. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to turn down a shot. <laughs> yeah. It goes bad once you take it out of the bottle, I hear. <laughs> I know. You don't want it to go flat. You know, <laughs> whatever. So, so, yeah, I literally left the country. And uh, ever since then, I, I kind of just been on, on that road to recovery. And, and I'll tell you what, um, alcohol commercials make alcohol look delicious and they need to yes, stop doing that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they need to stop doing it like they slow motion pour like whiskey my drink was whiskey and they slow motion pour the whiskey and it looks like fucking syrup going into the glass and i'm like uh give it yeah you know like i'm just all hype and i'm like why why how are these commercials coming on man can i like I'm streaming everything now. Can I just tell it not to, to give me these commercials? <laughs> I, I have to. We pay to be ad-free literally on everything. Uh, and that's do one that. of those things. They, they get me. Like, they do. And, like, whiskey was my drink. And then I uh, decided that I was going to get, like, do the most manliest drink in the world. And it was root beer and uh, the Kraken spiced rum. Because, oh. like, it just is like, you just drink, like, half a bottle. And you're like... Yeah, it's cool. I'll go to work tomorrow. It's fine. Like, and and it was just smooth. Like, yeah, it was very easy <laughs> to do that. And uh, yeah, I uh, I realized I was like, oh, I am I am fucked. I am going yeah. through like, oh, I'm going through three bottles a week. That's mm -hmm. a problem. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things where you don't really you if you're in that environment. Yeah, you're not seeing the problem because everyone in that environment is encouraging it, and they don't see a problem with it, right? Yeah, and so, and you have to just get out of the environment. Like I learned that I, I actually literally went to rehab in 2002, 2003, and I did a 28 day situation, and it was one of those like you have to assess like where <laughs> where you are like friendship wise, like what who is surrounding you and what are they doing, and why right. aren't they saying, hey, stop doing this because you're an asshole. And we're tired of seeing your naked ass every time you get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know? But like the people are like, yeah, naked ass. You know, yeah. like they're into oh, it. Dan will just, do it. Dan will yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. get in here. What else you want? <laughs> you know, like so it's it's one of those things where you you, you just have to go. I got to get out of the situation. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's not about them. It's it's all about you. And like you know, I've heard stories where people the people or friends are like pissed. You know, why don't you drink anymore? You know, it's like. It's not about you, man. Right, right. 
uh, all my friends, they were, they're all very supportive of me, but mm. I also get invited to nothing anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, it's okay. I'm making new friends everywhere else because yeah. like, yeah. uh, they'll be there when they're, when they're ready. Um, but you know, I like everybody thought it was cute when you told people off when you were drunk nobody thinks it's cute when you tell people off when they're sober like they're like dude you aren't even messed up and you're like yeah i'm cranky as fuck you guys yeah, are annoying yeah. me right now shit's getting real man <laughs> dude my friends uh my friends that i i have now are actually all guys i met at playing at the game store like all my closest buddies like these are guys like i'm when i met them you know eight years ago nine years ago they're all just starting out they all had girlfriends now they're all married and they're all buying houses you know like nice i'm i'm you know quite a bit older than most of them like probably maybe the oldest one i'm almost like nine years older than but we're all <laughs> we're all super close right sure so i've kind of like passed all those those benchmarks in my life already so it's just awesome watching them do all those things but none of these guys are really drinkers and they're all super like protective of me and like my situation like if we go out and somebody that doesn't know the situation offers me a drink there's like three dudes like no hey man no no he doesn't do that shit like and i'm like no it's cool you don't have to like you know i don't need a bouncer i don't need to drink bouncers man it's fine but i love it like i love how protective they are of me but that's the yeah. kind of environment that i have now and it's like super healthy and like for a bunch of dudes like we play like airsoft it's like guys running around like in military uniforms like shooting each other with bb guns like we yeah. literally literally like are like hey man the other day you, you said that you didn't like this and that hurt my feelings dude and i'm like how are we doing this like we're like the most it's like amazing yeah we're like sharing our feelings all the time you know and we play games and you know it's the same situation it's like oh you know like you kind of you were making jokes about my paint job and that kind of hurt my feelings I'm like, oh man i'm sorry you know but then like 10 <laughs> minutes later it's like hey man fuck you like i rolling sixes all the time yeah you know so it's, it's, it's a weird it's a weird dynamic these guys are fantastic and they're super like 100 percent in my corner with the not drinking and everything i do so i mean i i, I couldn't i couldn't ask for a better group and that that's what keeps me sane around here Dude, that's so good, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad to hear that there's other people in the hobby that are non-drinkers and or on in the you know, the road uh, the forever road of recovery because that people don't really understand that aspect of alcoholism and addiction. Mm -hmm. This is a forever thing. Like, yeah. You, I put in gum because if I didn't put in gum, I would go out and buy a carton of cigarettes. Like yeah, sure. I am yeah. like totally fucked on that. Like out of all the things that I've ever been addicted to, that's the one that always is there. And it yeah. was like, you haven't had a cigarette in 11 years. And I'm like, I know. Cause if I have one, I'm going to be a smoker again. Then it would just like, be, there, yeah, just right back in it. It's yeah. a light switch. It's on or it's off and I'm leaving it off because yeah. I, you know, yeah. a carton and a half a week is where I left it at. Woo. And I would go right back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's a problem. Yeah. My wife actually quit smoking. She was a smoker too. Like she smoked since high school. And whenever I quit drinking, she quit smoking. And it was like super, like one of the most amazing things. I mean, she's done a lot of amazing things for me. Like just being with me and putting up with my shit probably like that's number one <laughs> number amazing one. thing. But like she actually gave up smoking. And this is like a person wow. that like when we went out that was the thing you had a drink in one hand and a cigarette in the other hand and you're you're motioning with the cigarette and you're doing the thing like that's like 100 percent. yeah she was like all right she's like you know i need to quit my thing too so let's let's do this thing and i'm like dude all right she's, dude, she's never gone so back good. to it 
that's yeah. so good man i yeah. love hearing that you know that's uh yeah you have to go through those things together and then that's the the sign of a, a real true relationship that's yeah, we're, uh, trying. <laughs> we're trying <laughs> so recovery happens you're back in the game how how much time do you spend actually painting are you like tabletop painter or do you like fucking hate paint do you like do you like totally zen out on it what is what so, is your aspect of the hobby part of this have did you see um i was on warhammer community for the the painting there was an article about how different people paint and how different people do hobby and so i was actually on warhammer community for that as well because oh cool my painting style involves going okay i have an event in a week <laughs> let me paint this whole army now like that's how i paint i don't paint steadily throughout the week i don't paint steadily throughout the month if i have something to get an army ready for mm -hmm. i'll paint that whole army like in a, in a week or a couple of days like i'll literally just sit down and i'll fucking just crank it out just i have it. a massive um 30k horse heresy death guard army nice and it's it's huge it's like like 200 or so infantry something like that it's it's dumb and um i wanted to use it for adepticon because i was doing a big horus heresy apocalypse game nice and so in about four months four months five months i painted a couple of hundred infantry i'm looking Ooh. at it right now six tanks no nine tanks like yeah a, a, a ton just a ton of stuff <laughs> like i painted just like a, a ton of stuff just to get ready for this apocalypse game and i'm like the only guy that brought infantry and they're all like oh this guy brought infantry what a dumbass <laughs> and like they, and like they all died in the first like in the first turn <laughs> it's very thematic though <laughs> <laughs> got hit like by this massive pipe plate i'm like oh there goes five months worth of work Great. you know what uh, yeah. i bet they looked great though like oh, that's they look, the thing <laughs> they look really good i'm not you know they, they look really good I, I did some some good work on them for me but i don't paint steadily i don't i have to have like a reason to be painting um mm. uh, i have armies that i like and then i'll paint the stuff that i want to play with and sure. then i'll go that sucked let me try something else so i'll grab this other unit and then i'll paint that up because i want to use that yeah you know so I, I just recently painted a um a creature caster model actually for a friend of mine for her birthday and that was something i'd been working on since last year when i was gonna give it to her for her birthday <laughs> 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 and so like i just been slowly like steadily painting it and then kind of like hit it past so i was like well i'm not gonna work on it now i'll give it to her at adepticon the adepticon got canceled right and i was like uh, i was like then i'll work on it like closer to her birthday and then her birthday came up and i was like all right i better start painting this fucking thing three days later <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and so i paint things whenever uh when it's time for them to be painted <laughs> you fucking wizard you just kind of like all right let's crank this thing out what do we need we need more robots all right let's go buy some robots and paint these this week do, like i think the hobby is so interesting the fact that like you can just like i'm going to do this right now i like i don't need to do this 24 7. like once you've got the reps in you kind of understand how things mm -hmm. go mm -hmm. you don't it's like riding a bike you don't need sure. to practice riding sure. a bike now if you want to take it to competition level and stuff like that yeah practice. it's a whole different yeah. thing but like once you're on that and you understand like how your workflow goes like yeah you can totally yeah. just go in and out of the hobby at will and you know like i got kind of called out by a hobbyist the other day that like i'll play with gray army i don't give a fuck like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. 
it's to, they're toys. Like if, if a great army is what breaks it for you, like you and I aren't going to get along. Uh, and, and, and she was very much like, it has to be painted. And I'm like, right. Yeah. Why? Why does it have to be painted? Like I would rather spend my time doing the thing that I like to do in the hobby, mm. which is like, sure work on one model until i never want to look at it again that's that's like <laughs> get to that yeah. point where i'm like and Bible. it's done <laughs> yeah 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 and there's i mean there's so many different avenues to the hobby you know and like for me i i am at one with my process like i know what my process is i know from the outside perspective people that have seen me do what i do they're like what the, what the fuck's this guy doing like i'm just like ah the paint's wet and i'm just gonna paint more paint over the wet paint and it's gonna and then at the end it looks pretty good like you know i'm like hey that's that's nice but like you wouldn't think that i get that result if you when you see me painting like um <laughs> like even in that that article like they said mad scientist energy and like i literally i'm just like doing like i'll do three or four different kind of things that are similar at the same time sure. maybe not even the same models from the same army because i'm trying like to get something through that I have in my head and it's sure. messy and it's gross, but at the end it becomes something. And I think if people are more honest with their process, that's what I like the most. Like sure. if I can look at someone's model and know who painted it, that's my favorite thing ever. Sure. Sure. Because that means that you're true to your process and you're true to the way that you do things. And, and you've let that speak. Like you're yeah. not going, I need to be in this, this narrow box that the, the box, you know, the art on the back of the thing tells me to be you're right. doing your thing the way, it, the way you want to do it. And you're okay with that. Cause that to me, that speaks to like a lot of confidence, you know, like maybe I'm not the best painter, but I'm awesome. Like with mixing colors together and making things stand out. <laughs> Can I go on a tangent? I'm going to go on this tangent here. Go on the tangent. Yeah. You might've heard me talk about this on the podcast and my dear friend, brush wizard, this is about him. Yeah. Uh, we were at the Adepticon in 2017, 18. Mm -hmm. It was so long ago, you know, like <laughs> when remember when Adepticon happened. But so and before I had painted, times the before time I had painted this Nurgle army that was all bright neon colors like it was nice. There was no highlights. It was all black lines for shading. Like nice. I literally just painted black lines and it was flat neon. And I had so many people come up to me like, that's amazing. That looks so awesome. And my buddy Brush Wizard, my, my friend Scott, he's amazing. Check him out at Brush Wizard. And he um, is sitting next to me and his stuff is like mind-blowing, fantastic, right? This guy paints like mini murals like on shoulder pads and things like that. Yeah. And people are like, oh, that's cool. Hey, look at these neon Marines. <laughs> like, This is amazing. Like, how did you do this? And I'm like, well, I got neon paint and I put it in my airbrush and then I painted it on. And like, you know, that's that's literally the process. And, and he's like, man, he's like, I spent hours on these models. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this whole thing took me uh, like a day to do almost all of them. <laughs> You know, well, and but I was true to my process. I was like, this is my vision and I right. don't care that it's not this, you know, everything is lined and edged and I'm, I don't care. I want to do the thing I want to do. Well, and like once they're on the table, nobody gives a shit. Like that's the problem <laughs> when it comes to like army painting. And I love when people put the time in and to do it. But oh, I'll, I'm sure. also like huge stylistic fan. Like mm -hmm. I love like when you have an idea, like I love '90s comic books. I, you know, I'm a couple years yeah. younger than you. I want all my shit to look like Spawn, a little grimdark, but also neon purple. Like it yeah, needs yeah, to yeah, be yeah. like weird and bright and like, mm -hmm. and and so I have always done that. Like I always like 
when I'm thinning down my paints and I'm making my like color blends and stuff, it always starts at like a primary color or like a secondary color. It's not an offshoot of them. No, it's like, it's fucking purple. Mm-hmm. And then I go from there. And, and, and it's really funny, like watching people like, Oh, it looks so good. It's like, it is a very little color theory and it's very bold colors. That's color it. Theory. Yeah. <laughs> I teach a painting. There. Yeah. I teach a painting class at my store. And that's like the first thing I teach is like, before you put any paint on the model, let's talk about the color wheel. And people are like, what's the color wheel? And I'm like, oh, let's talk about the color wheel. I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk for fucking hours about the color wheel. You know, and I bring up the color wheel and like kind of show them. And I'm like, you know, these are the things that you need to think about. And, you know, I have people bring me like a model that's painted like almost completely brown. And they're like, it just doesn't look good. I don't know. And I'm like, well, it's all brown for one. It's so let's talk about let's talk about the colors. And, you know, and it, it's you can execute a really cool concept simply and it'd be striking, especially if it's done over an entire army. Yeah. And that's like, like you, my favorite thing is concept. I saw uh, an army online and uh, I think it was Scions, like a uh, guard Scions. Mm-hmm. And it was all gray, very dark, very moody. And the only color on it was red eyes. And like some of the scopes on the rifles were red. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like, that's awesome that blows me away and there's 50 comments oh it's just gray and there's no color and there's no highlights and i'm like it's awesome like look at the like it reminds me of something that you would see like in the movies these bros coming through like with their rifles and all you see is the red and it's smoky and dark and the concept and the imagery is there but everyone is looking at like is it edge highlighted you know and you know like (laughs) right like it's who gives like follow what your heart is telling you like the thing that you want to do don't put yourself in that box and if that's what you want to do fuck yeah like there's a lot of amazing painters that do shit that i can't even begin to try to do but if you want to paint something in flat colors with no shades and no highlights with just a cool color scheme fucking do it like do that and just be honest with it man be like this is exactly what i want Right. Okay. <laughs> right. The, the effort is not lost on anybody. Like when yeah. you see it, it's so cool. And like, I, I always feel bad for the people who find themselves being so decision paralysis. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I talked with the guys from Hobby Knockout, and Matt was like, I, I, I need box art to tell me where to go. And I'm like, sure. I sure. don't want box art because I actually don't like the heavy metal look. It's not that be, it's bad. It's the fact that I don't want to spend that much time trying to replicate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's a bad waste of my time. <laughs> sure. So it's, it's interesting to see how certain people push off of it. And, you know, working on Twitch, people ask you questions all the time. And like, I'm having, like I use inks. My, my, my favorite thing is these Dalarowney inks. Cause they blow through oh, yeah. an airbrush like beautifully. Yeah. If you use gloss varnish in them, they set really good. So you can like go back over them and not have to worry about peeling them up. Cause sometimes uh-huh. they're a little fragile. Like I get, like, <laughs> I get really weird with it. So like half of my, mm-hmm. you know, models are super flat. And the other half is like, you know, gloss varnish because I'm mixing gloss varnish in with my inks. And yeah, like, what are you going to do? It's like, I'm going to flat varnish it. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll flatten them down, man. It'll be fine. (laughs) But like, if you want color blends like this, you can do this without an airbrush. Just get a big ass dumb brush and smear it on. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll I'll do that. And people are just like, I didn't think it was going to come together, but here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like, just 
take a little time, understand your tools. I, and I yeah. think that's the other thing. People don't experiment enough to understand their tools. Either. I agree with that hundred yeah. percent. And man, I mean, that's some of the best stuff. Like figure out, figure out your process and, and you'll have so much more fun in the hobby. There's a lot to be said about like actual, like, you know, education as far as like painting is concerned. Maybe you had like, there's classes, you know, like Adepticon, they have classes and people yeah, are showing yeah. you how to do things. But like, there's also a tendency for people to not understand or not be comfortable with the idea that there's a hundred ways to skin a cat, right? <laughs> like you could do a, a lot of different things. And some folks are very like tied into this. Well, you know, I got my base coat and I got my shade and I got my highlight and I got my edge highlight. And it's like, I'll put like a shade on something, then I'll highlight again and then I'll shade it again and then I'll highlight it again. And then I'll go yeah. back and be like, you know, you know, let me do a little, and like, th there's no one process that is the correct way. And right. nothing frustrates me more than someone that looks at what you're doing and says, well, you didn't do this right. Well, there's not a right way. Did I do it right way to achieve look A? No. You know, am I just trying to do my own look? Cool. Then there's no right way. Right. But, you know, once you, once you understand that you can do whatever the fuck you want, I think that gives you so much freedom to like, try different stuff like i've seen guys putting like uh typhus corrosion over an entire model and at first i'm like what are they doing and then after <laughs> no. a while like, yeah after a while i'm like oh that's kind of cool like i see guys like online like gluing texture and sand to the model itself and like i seen one guy who uses like um like wire like thin wire and he like wraps it and does all these things and it, it it's sculptural like in, it, yeah. it stops being like a model and becomes sculptural and at first i was like what the fuck's that guy doing like and then i'm like that's amazing like I would never have thought to like add these elements into these things. And so going outside of the box is just, it's inspiring. So yeah, no, be inspired. I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100% there. And I wish more people were, uh, because like, I mean, the, this, this hobby, it's so if to me, because I don't have the rich history of like, you know, learning specifically everything from, you know, a white dwarf, you know, I, and I didn't pres prescribe to the GW, you know, like Duncan didn't teach me how to paint. I just like <laughs> listening to his voice. You know, it's like right. one of those things. Like I, I would consume his content because it was fun to watch him do it. Yeah. I awesome. never wanted to paint like that. It was, I was having so much more fun with the medium and, you know, learning like shadow and volumetric lighting and just like, like the the physics and the theory of like if you take something big and it was painted weird what does it look like really small like yeah that's the yeah. stuff that i like totally got into and that's why i like painting the big monsters like the infantry stuff like i'll i'll be do the same thing as you like these are all green <laughs> this, is, this is the thing uh you know but like I love learning and you know when you saw people like you know uh, Marco Frisoni I think it was the one who did like the wire and you did his Stormcast Eternals with like the giant like you know spire cap on them that was like the blasphemous guy or like he ch took a model that I kind of thought was boring and made it badass with just a mm -hmm. little bit of effort you know yeah, and yeah. you know on, on uh, over where you live you have Chris Surrey have you met Chris Surrey before? Mm, I you know I don't know if I have. His name doesn't sound familiar. Sorry. Oh man, we got to get you introduced to Chris Surrey because he is <laughs> he he takes Warhammer models and things and he turns them to these little pieces of art. And you know he mm -hmm. doesn't game a ton, 
I think his main game is like War Machine or something like oh, that. Nice. <laughs> he does tons of GW like like little dioramas, and they are incredible. And uh, you know, and I think he's like probably like 15 minutes from where you live. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, I'll make sure that you uh, get like me. watch me like meet him, and, and I'll be like, oh, I know this guy. <laughs> yeah, I've known this guy for forever. God. <laughs> I mean, the community definitely is small. And like we were saying, like, why haven't we run into each other? Like, I mean, obviously, I play over here on this side of the river. But like, even in general, like, you know, I, I say Adepticon 100 times. You can see all my Adepticon things behind me, my, little, my, uh, <laughs> yeah. my rags or whatever. But, um, you know, you go. I've been going since like 2013, 2012. Yeah. So like, it's the same people over and over. So like that community of people, like, it, it's it's super like it's so cool that there's a community and it's familiar. And every time I go, I see the same faces and I go to these other events and I see a lot of the same faces. Yeah. And, and I, I love that about this community. It's, it's just so it's been very consistent for me and this area as well. Like my little gaming group is amazing. It's just, it's comforting. You know, you like having that comfort of the familiar faces and, and like, you know, you go, oh, I need to learn how to do this. Who can I ask? And everyone's like, oh, talk to this guy. He does this or talk to this guy. He plays the tower. You know, like there's, always, right, there's right. an expert in every field. So like how you're saying with the guy that paints and makes things sculptural, it's like you, you go, oh, yeah, I know a guy that does that. If you want more insight, you know, you can you can send the person that way. Yeah, it's uh, I, and that's been like my favorite part, because like I love the the more artistic side of this, because I know that like I'm busy. I don't get a chance to play near as much as I'd like, sure. but I love watching YouTube and I love watching the content creators. And, and like, that's been like one of my favorite parts about this podcast is meeting those people. Mm -hmm. When, when you started your podcast, were you thinking about doing more the hobby side or was it like the more the gaming side of things and just talking to people who like either design games or play the games or competitive? Like what, what was the, the genesis of the podcast? So I, when I was, I, you know, every time you're thinking of doing something, there's this tendency of people to go on Twitter and say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Should I do it or not? And they Should put I a poll it? Yeah. and it's like 98% people saying, yeah, go, go do it. You know, like what's a podcast. Yeah. 2% of people are like, no, don't do it. So anyway, like one guy um, was like, he's like, my advice is to find like your thing and, and then, you know, do that. Like listen to other podcasts and see what other podcasts are doing and yeah. then find like where you fit in, like what's your thing. And there's, you know, a, a ton of podcasts out there and there's a lot of them that are uh, centered on the game itself, like the tactics, yeah. the list building, what would beat what, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not that kind of player. Like that's not me. Right. But I am a people person. I love talking to people. I, I make friends with everybody. Like I've, there's never a person I've met that I haven't been on, you know, made a friend with. And I was like, well, what if I just talk to people about themselves? Like, not always about games. Right. But what else do they do? Like, what makes people tick? So um, that became like kind of the thing. I'm like, I don't want to just be about the game. I want to be about the hobbyist. Of course. So that was like the driving, like that was the, the thing that I was like, it's about the hobbyist. We're going to talk about all the games, but we're also going to talk about like, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Like, you know, we're going to like cover like, you know, what, what, what's like a memorable place that you've been like in when you ask those questions, they always open up like these huge like dialogues that you, you don't, like aren't expecting a lot of times like you learn these things about people and whether or not it informs like what they do, the art they do, what they paint. 
it, it could, it couldn't, but it's just sure. interesting. Like you find out like when someone has something, like I, I had a podcast guest and I said, you know, like what's, what was a turning point in your life? And she said, well, when my parents died, like both of her parents had died in a, in a car crash or some such thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about like loss and how young you were and like how hard it was to come back and like what kept you going. And a lot of it was like, you know, books and like the fantasy worlds and things like that. Sure. And so you, you find out these amazing things about people, these remarkable things, and then you just sort of ride that in and it, it all comes to the same place where, well, I'm a hobbyist and these are all things that have informed my hobby and why I like it and why I do it. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I loved listening to your flow of questions because like besides like that, my cringiest question ever asked is what's your favorite color? I'm uh-huh. like all of them it's all it's all just light you know like yeah 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 everything else that you do is really great and like i haven't listened to enough of them to know if like you ask the same questions every single time but i know that yeah i know that you have to have the same sort of pattern of talking Mm -hmm. with people Mm -hmm. because uh, you you do you ask questions and you engage people in a way where they just are often running and then like when i heard that i was like this is fun as hell. <laughs> We're doing this. <laughs> well, I like, appreciate I, that. I'll listen to this like it was two hours long and I like this. And yeah, uh, you know, I yeah. don't get a whole lot of hobby podcasts where I can do that because mm. it, they w- if we're talking about rules and we're getting too mired into it, I'm just like, mm. I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. You start <laughs> like, to lose. Sometimes you lose interest in that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So like, I, I really appreciate that that was the way that you developed uh, your show. When, when did you decide to go to like, a bi-weekly monthly show because like i'm sure it wasn't just a like a crash and burn there had to sure. be like a, like i'm starting to fuck up because i'm uh, i'm worried about that in my own show i i literally it's because i started going to school okay. I, um yeah i whenever i retired i was like i'm just gonna take a year off and just do whatever i want it's like maybe i'll do a podcast or like i was still doing videos like i used to do like uh bat rep videos and i still sure. have some if you check out lonely havocs on youtube you can find some of them there's not been any new ones because there's not a lot of people going hey where's those bat rep videos man so um but they weren't they were nice i enjoyed doing them but so i was like oh, i'm gonna retire i'm gonna do maybe a podcast because i haven't tried that yet yeah and um my mom got like really sick so i like literally was in the hospital with her for like about uh, four or five months and she's you know she's pulled through and she's fine now good. but that kind of set like everything back so i was like all right i need time to regroup to get myself together because i was going to start school but right when she got sick and um so i like took another couple of months off and i started the podcast and i had the time to do it every week like i was mm-hmm. like all right I'm, i got nothing going on i'll just get people on with we'll bullshit whatever and then i started school and i was like i don't have time to do anything <laughs> like oh my god like I, I can't keep up with the podcast and i can't keep assignments and and yeah. then i was doing like you know every two weeks and i'm like this is still too much like once a month is like been the butter zone um they're two hours long you could literally listen to like 30 minutes a week <laughs> per <laughs> month <laughs> and like and like still get as much podcast dan habit cast podcast in if you want to do it that way Sure, um, sure. But really, th- that, this rhythm has worked really well for me because uh, it gives me a lot of time to like do the scheduling because the scheduling is one of the harder parts. Do the uh, editing, which honestly, I do less editing because it runs longer. Yeah. Um, 
there's nothing, I don't really need to cut things out. Like every once in a while, I'll, I'll say something and be like, Ooh, that was a little mean, or that was a little polarizing. Maybe let's cut that out. Like, yeah, but overall it just, it's the, it's the conversation with some of the yeah. ums and ahs cut out of it. So <laughs> one month, that's the butter zone, dude. Like, mm. I, I, I love that idea. I am now a, I, I fucked up, uh, I fucked up like really bad two weeks ago or three. Oh, it was almost a month ago. I booked four interviews that week and still had to get a, a YouTube video ready for Friday to go mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why did I do this? Like, I'm like, this, I'm, I'm so glad that I could help people because it wasn't just my podcast. I was interviewing with a, uh, an anthropologist talking about people who play war games and paint minis. Like they were like trying to figure out more. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I'll why do, do they, that. why do great. they do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like it, I don't know what's crazier, people who paint models or people who wonder about people who paint models. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder about that too. Like I'm I'm very thankful for like every person that listens to my podcast. If you're watching this and you're one of those people that listens to my podcast, I super appreciate that. Um, I want to look you in the eyes and say it that I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, um, yeah. I um, you know, I listen to it because I like to go back and kind of hear it and kind of go, did that question work? Did that not work? You know, uh, so you got to like, you, you got to research your own shit and kind of figure it out. But other people that listen to it, I always kind of wonder, well, why, what, what do they listen to this? Like, what are they getting out of it? Because it helps me to improve and to give people more of what they want. Sure. And I don't think I've been doing it long enough for it to reach like this, the, where I want it to be. Like I'm comfortable, like I'm happy with every listen that I get, but I would, I would love it to be more. Sure. And one of the coolest compliments that I ever got, uh, maybe it's not even a compliment, but somebody was like, um, when I listen to it, I'm answering the questions in my mind and thinking about what I would say if I was on your show. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. That's, you know, like I, that's amazing. Like, you know, be introspective about like what your journey is, like why you play. My first question I ask everybody is what's your favorite paint color? And sometimes people are like, oh, you know, I've never thought about that. Like, uh, uh, like, you know, I catch them off guard. I'm like, it's the first question. You can't be caught off guard already. (laughs) You know, like, oh, uh, uh, it's like, think about that. Like why? And then I ask, well, why do you like that color? It's not simply like, oh, I like red. Next question. No, it's like, oh, why do you like Mephiston red? You know, why do you like Jukari violet? Well, what, what, what is it, you know? And I think that's cool that people are sitting there going, what is my favorite paint color? What's the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, you know, finding some things out about themselves in the process. That's, that's, uh, would, that would be my, my favorite thing. Well, you bring like such a, a massive positivity to the conversation, which is what instantly attracted me to your show. I was like, oh shit, this dude's having fun. He loves talking to people. Like, and I think I heard the first, one of the first episodes, it was early on into me starting this. And mine has always been a conversation that I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. I just a little bit of light research before we get on, just so like, I understand like who this person is. And I didn't accidentally get like a crazy racist or some (laughs) shit on, you know, which I'm like terrified of the day that I really (laughs) fuck up. It's going to happen. Hey, it could happen. it's going to happen and I don't want it to, but you know, also I, I know that I can dictate a conversation into a way that maybe we can like 
like see eye to eye and get each other to like yeah. have have an actual real conversation but i've never been afraid to like get off into like if we're gonna get dark we're gonna get dark that's the way it's mm-hmm. gonna go because sure. um yeah i think that people want to know the other person they want to know like the that that very real back and forth because um you know i interview a lot of youtube people okay. and youtube is a one-way conversation it is only oh, coming sure. at you yeah. And they didn't actually write it for you. They make you feel like they wrote it for you. And so <laughs> you feel like you know these people on the other side of the camera. But you fucking don't. Like, mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. tell the amount of people, you know, like I interviewed Scott the Miniature Maniac. And I had just said, I think I've noticed, you know, that you are not having as much fun doing your videos. And he didn't really elaborate a whole lot. He did mm-hmm. say that he was thinking about changing things. Mm-hmm. And I had people like, they're like, did you make him second guesses? I was like, dude, you don't understand. Like, like, a <laughs> it was a leading like question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if he if he was in that point, nobody talks to me and then changes their entire fucking life. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. You, you see this idealized dream that he gets to paint models and he gets hundreds of thousands of views a week, and that's yeah. like, while that's very seductive, the reality is, is there's a human being on the other side of that that you don't know. Like we all think we know them, but yeah. we don't. And yeah. that's where I'm like, let's get there. Let's talk about these things. And, uh, and that's, that's for me been the exciting part because, uh, there's been some people that you just never, like you didn't expect, like when you talk to like, I talked to a uh, fucking black magic craft, Jeremy from black magic craft. Okay. He is so lighthearted and in, you know, like his videos are great. He would like, we talked about YouTube business for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it was i i did not expect that and, it, and i was there for every second of it like this is wild i had no yeah. idea uh do you do you ever run into things like that with your guests where like you didn't know you were going into a place and then you're like well all these questions are gone all this research is gone let's head this direction because it's way mm-hmm. better than i was expecting i mean that's i mean yeah because that's kind of the point like i want it to go like that way like i want it to go to where they hit me with something where I'm like, Ooh, mm, okay, let's get into this now. Like, what, what are, what are we going to talk about? Like, I'm, I'm into that because you can talk about games and that's kind of expected. That's the bottom line of all this. If you know me, it's because of, of games. Right. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to talk about something that like is deep and like, you know, we, I've talked a lot about uh, mental health. Like I've talked a lot about my struggles and you know, obviously, I'm not alone in that. And a lot, and many of my guests have had those things, and and we'll touch yeah. on that because I purposely put in questions that those are those might be the answers to. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a lot of time, like one of my favorite questions, I'll say, you know, there in everybody's life, there is an AD and and there's a a, a BC and an AD. There's like a before mm-hmm. and then there's an after. What marks your BC and AD? you know and oftentimes it's like marriage or meeting someone but sometimes it's like addiction or like you know a a death or something like that so i do sort of pick out questions that are going to have more depth i hope we'll have more depth to the answers (laughs) maybe someone will be like i don't know i had the fucking mcflurry one day and my life was changed like you know i had the shamrock shake and then ever since then things have been different like you know maybe that could be the answer but have I, you ever heard of a dilly bar? I love oh, dilly bars. Shit. Yeah, oh, shit, we're doing it. <laughs> oh, let's talk about dilly bars. But yeah. typically, the answers are are something more intense and something yeah. more real. So I do like 
pepper those questions in. And I always make that joke. Like I ask that question and people are like, oh, oh. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I get you. I'm like, hey, what's your favorite paint color? Uh, what's your favorite animal? And then I'm like, uh, who died that was close to you? <laughs> you know, like, like and, and it's just because I want to get them comfortable first and then they're able to like open up. Sure. And, and that's what they're there for, right? They're there to talk. Yeah. And, and I've never really had anyone say, well, I'm not comfortable answering that question. I've had people say, oh, I have no fucking clue. So I'm going to take a pass. But you no, know, no one's ever said, I don't want to talk about that. Like if I've right. asked more, if I've delved deeper. And um, I think that's the whole idea of it is we all have some sort of, some sort of damage. We all have some sort of emotional, you know, issues that we've had to deal with. I mean, that's the human condition. Of course. None of us are, are, are like, Oh, everything's been great this whole time. You know, like, no, it's just not <laughs> my parents loved me. I, I had food all the time. My dad never like, called me an asshole. <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, yeah. I've had dilly bars every day, uh, every day. <laughs> So, you know, that's, that's the whole goal is to, is to get there. That's the yeah. goal. Yeah. yeah. So do you, do you think that you could get this podcast to appeal to a broader audience than just gamers? Do you think that there is ever going to be a point? Cause you're fucking good at it. Like, and <laughs> that's, you. that's, the, that's the thing. Like, uh, if there's one person that I know that it could be a threat to my audience, it's fucking you. Like listen you to my are, podcast. Yeah, and, and you should. Everybody who is listening to this or watching this should fucking listen to the podcast. It's great. Like that. I'm really excited that you do these things and that you challenge people. And yeah. you know, and it's always fun and lighthearted, even when it is off the rails. Like sure. I like I every every time I've listened to it, I always like kind of like forget. I'm like, oh man, I need to go back and listen to more of these episodes because yeah, that'd be they're great. great. And and yeah, they and they aren't time stamped. That's the other thing that I really like. Like, you know, not everything is like, what are you doing right now post COVID? You know, you are. It's it's big picture and not, try to be not, timeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to be yeah. times. You know, and you can't help but go. Like, I think one of my guests, I said, so what's the most? This is deep in quarantine times. I said, so what's the most interesting thing that happened to you last week? And she was like, really? <laughs> and I was like, something good happened. And I was like, if you think about it, we can always find something good. And you oh, know, we watched kinda, the Tiger King. It was great. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, that was legit when Tiger King was like hot, you know, like everyone's like, did you watch Tiger King yet? And I'm like, oh, I, hmm. <laughs> you know, I would love for my podcast to appeal to a broader audience. But I think about it kind of like my Instagram. So I have a lot of like friends and people that don't game following my Instagram. Sure. And every once in a while, I'll just share out that. Um, what's the Inquirer? The Tabletop Inquirer. You ever oh heard my you follow God. table? Oh Good my shit. God. Follow Tabletop Inquirer. Every once in a while, I'll share one of those out. And yeah. these are very like niche inside jokes. And I'm like, my friends that don't game are like, what is this shit that he keeps sharing? And that's what I think people that don't game would, if they listen to my podcast, they'd be like, all right, he lost me. Yeah. Like yeah. I was on board with the mental health and you're an alcoholic, hey, good job, whatever. But like, and then all of a sudden you're talking about spacemen and like, I think I would lose people. So I know that my, my niche, my zone is, is very thin. It's like, it's wafer thin. It's wafer thin. <laughs> like, you know, so I'm, that's why I'm so thankful for everybody that listens to it because I do feel that, I don't appeal to as broad an audience as I could. Sure. But, but, but I love doing it and I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to do what appeals to me the same way I paint. I'm going to do the thing that I want to do because I love it. 
And if right. you love it, then come along with me. Join my dozens of listeners. <laughs> Dude, but, but you say wafer thin, but wafer thin in two years in is huge. Like yeah. you, yeah, yeah. Um, the last podcast I did uh, was a video game podcast. And oh, cool. we, we, I, I was on it for two years and I wrote an episode a week for two years. Mm, and nice. like that was one of the most fucked up schedules ever. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, man. I don't ever want to do that again. I never want to do that again. And I didn't want to be so niche as like, it only is video games. Like mm -hmm. I needed to appeal to a much broader audience. And so like, I'm talking to a guy who, um, who uh, right now he is the artist for the uh, dead milkman uh, Kickstarter on, cool. you know, he, he's doing the, the tomb of the bitch in chimera. I'm talking to him in a couple of days. I'm like, <laughs> nice. fuck yeah, dude. That's like, awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm at this point now where I'm like nerddom is so wide and this hobby is so broad. Like why can't this appeal to other people and why sure. can't those other people get people into, you know, your podcast or into, you know, Miniac or, you know, midwinter minis, how come they can't just consume the content because it's content creation. That's all that we're doing here. Mm -hmm. And yeah. people want to be entertained all the time. Like we can't yeah. sit silent anymore. It has to be like everything all the time. So I'm like, I'm, I'm asking the hard question of like, why the fuck can't it be that? Yeah. And why, why, why can't I talk to, a 40k fan and then a dnd &D guy the next day like mm -hmm. why why are these things mutually exclusive they right. aren't it's all fantasy right. it's all imagination it's all creativity so that's that's my next big push of like yeah can Rodden, we do this Let's it see. Out. yeah <laughs> Let's i think see. about that in in the terms of like you know like on my podcast i have folks that just do get like rpgs and dnd &D and but luckily my breadth of experience is is broad enough that like i can speak to most most games it's like yeah you know you come up with a game and i probably played it it's like you know hey man did you know any of that hungarian fish slapping over there in europe oh dude i did a bunch of hungarian fish slapping let me Fuck tell yeah. you about this tournament i was in you know like i i kind of have like a little bit of everything like i'm i've i've been i've been a nerd my whole fucking life right so so for me, like getting those people that do different stuff, that definitely appeals to me because then I get to talk about something else besides just 40K or Sigmar, and I'm totally into that. Yeah. But I think about like broadening the experience to people that don't really play any games. Sure. Like that would mean, that would be amazing. Like how, how do we do that? How do we break that open? Like how do we get those people that maybe they're interested, you know, I'm going to say it again, maybe they watch Critical Role and said, what else is out there? And they, and they kind of, you know, because that's that gateway, right? So like, right. And right. they're like, well, let me listen to this podcast where we talk to hobbyists and maybe I learn about what other games are out there. But yeah, how do we do that, man? How do we, how do we appeal to the everyday Joe who uh, <laughs> has, maybe has walked by the hobby store and been like, oh, fucking nerds. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's, somehow it's going to happen. And, you know, in the same way that you grow a band, I think it has to start with your friends. And one of mm -hmm. your friends has to be like, this motherfucker actually has a good band. You know, yeah, like that yeah. one where you're like, oh, thanks, yeah. you know, for the backhanded compliment. You know, like, <laughs> like I, he can actually bands. play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's got to be some something there. There has to be a litmus test that gets mm -hmm. people who aren't already on board on board. Yeah. And I don't know how Critical Role did did it because, like, I, to be 100% honest, I fucking hate watching other people play like <laughs> D &D. Uh, any RPG stuff. I'm just like, 
I I would rather be there playing it. And yeah, I, you know, sure. it's sure. I, like I get frustrated because I'm like, I, I I would have had more fun with this. Why is he doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but you know, like I get why people get it, and and yeah. especially people who don't um flex the imagine uh, the the imagine imagination muscle the, the, yeah the imagination muscle. <laughs> the, brain. the brain are you the trying brain to say brain, brain? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the, the thing that the thing in here that makes you the, imaginate <laughs> yeah the creative part of the brain uh, that the people who don't do that I, like i totally get why they get into it and i and i can't throw any shade i'm i'm fucking open arms glad that you're here sure. yeah. um but like i want to get your friends into it like mm -hmm. because the the best part is is getting a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing to try something new because yeah. that's when like rules are broken new things are found that's when the hobby space gets really cool and you know yeah. like right now i think that that's happening on twitch i think every single day watching james waffle paint with fucking oils on twitch and you're like what the that fuck guy, is this magic that guy's <laughs> from another fucking planet like right he's like uh, just like smears and you're like oh my god it's so good it's beautiful it's beautiful i he mean like he pulled this crumb out of his eye and he put it on there and it's amazing <laughs> i mean like any meanings is one of my favorites to watch because she's switched to oils but mm. she uses like intense color modulation so like things where you just don't understand like she doesn't use black in like the shadows like she mm. never does anything like that that's it's always cool. like yeah. blue yeah and and when you see her models when you're done you're like how the fuck did yeah. this happen and i'm and I, and I watch these people do it live and then they're just laughing at chat the entire time and mm -hmm. you're like there is magic happening yeah. because nobody has told them that they're doing it wrong this is it's beautiful amazing. yeah <laughs> the, the whole twitch thing is like so impressive to me because i don't have the i mean i don't have the time to do that for one but like <laughs> just the 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 community that the people on Twitch are also building because that's part of the community as well. I mean, that's an offshoot of it. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's totally, you know, a lot of my friends do the Twitch streaming now and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging out with my friends and they did this raid and they did this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like I don't catch any of it, but like there's what a whole community. Instagram? And, yeah. It's got its whole, what the fuck's the internet? It's got its own, like, um, you know, it's got its own, its own, rhythm its own yeah. mythology it's got its own thing that it that people on twitch do yeah and nobody likes anything better than to feel like they're a part of a certain group so whenever you're on that twitch and you understand the twitch stuff you're like oh well i was on so-and-so's twitch the other day and we were talking about this and then we were raided and it's like okay cool like you know I, I i'm into it like i'm into it but i don't know what you mean so <laughs> So it's it's just another another part of the community, and like that's the cool thing about all this because you can find your community within the larger hobby space, and that's that's really cool. Yeah, well, and like right now, Warhammer is really embracing the uh, Twitch stream. So like, I'm like, I had 30 people on my stream the other day. That is like amazing, and and that was no raids. That was just me being me, and I'm like, with this your, is with amazing. Your and then I yeah. look over at the Warhammer thing and they have 800 people watching them. I'm like, huh, huh, I don't get some of that. They're a slightly larger company than, than you are. So that might be part of the reason. But bringing people to a spot like that, it's interesting because like it's the game store to me now. 
like yeah, because sure. I can't do that. Like yeah. the, I can't meet new people at a game store. I can't yeah. go to miniature market and hang out comfortably. <laughs> I could. <laughs> they sure, would kick yeah. me out. But yeah. <laughs> like I think that that is the cool thing that's happening on Twitch right now is mm -hmm. that like and that's I'm I'm trying to blend those two worlds, YouTube and Twitch together because mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't think they cross-pollinate near as much as they should and they're sure. all just like one good conversation away from me and their new best friend you know <laughs> i think twitch in general is just i mean it's really gotten a push thanks to our situation with like don't go anywhere like my game store i used to go every thursday i've been uh -huh. going to that store for like eight years now every thursday i go play and i haven't played you know in like seven or eight months now because of oh. the situation with our, our pandemic but so yeah. twitch has kind of taken that ball and just said "Fuck yeah this is what we do anyway man <laughs> Like we hang out in front of our computers at the house. We're fucking golden. Like, you know, this is <laughs> we are all, ready. The Twitch people, all the Twitch people are like, yes, you know, like, thank you, COVID. <laughs> it, it, it's been really cool. I, I will say that getting a ton of new people streaming and I never want to say don't try it. If you fucking sure. want to try it, try it. But like, it. understand that it's really hard. Like mm -hmm. it is a hard thing and mm -hmm. building your community is even yeah. harder. Yeah. And so like there's a couple people that I've seen that have like, kind of frozen on stream and you're like ooh, ooh, that's yeah. bad that's like stage fright bad you know like mm -hmm. and and i think the years of you know being on in mediocre bands in front of like two or three <laughs> girlfriends you know like i am ready Playing for the bartender a, yeah I, I've, i'm ready to make an ass in, uh, out of myself in front of people it doesn't yeah. bother me anymore yeah and um and and i've really really realized that like oh there's something interesting here that is, um, I wish I had more time to do it. I actually do. Like, it's it's actually such a cool tool to reach people and reach mm -hmm. people. Like I said, the mental health conversation comes up literally every single time that I stream. And I'm just like, yeah. are, are you guys yeah. doing okay? You checking on your friends? Like, make sure that you check on your friends. Like, that's the shit that, like, I don't get to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. But I get to yeah. do it there every week. Yeah. And it's fucking magic. And it's, I, I, I. I couldn't recommend it more to people. <laughs> it's it's just a cool venue as well to like learn a lot of things. You know, you're going and you're hanging out and you're you're chit chatting, you're making jokes or whatever. But um, one of my close friends, Red Katana, she she also streams. I don't know if you follow her on on any of the social media, but she started streaming maybe this year sometime, like early okay. this year, and she runs you know a pretty solid schedule. I think she streams like three times a week. Nice. You know? and painting um, stuff or is she doing painting. games she's a painter uh she plays right. on saturdays uh her and her okay. husband own a store and they play on saturdays and they stream the game but um she awesome. paints and you know i look at her work and i'm just always blown away by it because she's an amazing painter and um i was like how does she do this shit so like i watched the her stream and i'm like okay now you know i'm sort of piecing together the process so i'll pop in like a couple of different streamers as well and again, we're learning like that there's these different ways of doing things, right? Like uh, yeah. she does a lot of airbrush, like that's her thing. She's just magic with, I, I hate airbrushes to be honest with you. <laughs> I can't stand the fucking things, but like she makes it work. And like, sure. if I, I was ever to get back into it, now I have the tools and the means and I've seen it done and I think that's important. And then I see other folks that they just sit there and they're just, you know, layering and layering and layering and layering. And, and like, that's the whole stream is them layering the coils on a fucking plasma gun or something. And it looks amazing. Right. So right. You, you learn a lot of new technique and a lot of different ways to do things in addition to having a place to hang out and talk and, and make jokes and bullshit with people. But you, you could yeah. ask questions like, how, why are you doing it this way? Why are you doing it that way? And they'll talk to you. 
Like, yeah. Yeah. Like when I was learning to paint, I didn't have resources like back in my day, I didn't right, have resources right. <laughs> like that, like at all. I'm looking at like uh heavy metal in white dwarf. And it's like that meme where it's like, learn how to draw an owl. And it's like three circles. And then the next panel, it's a whole fucking owl. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right, right. That's right. how their tutorials are. They're like, okay, well, first put the base coat on. And then the next one, it's like, and then edge highlight, absolutely everything. And it's amazing. And you're like, how do we get here? Yeah. <laughs> they, they left a couple pieces out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the streaming yeah. itself is just this great tool for like learning all these different techniques and seeing all these different things and having access to the people that do these things and yeah it's amazing like social media like having access like you can hit these guys up and be like hey uh, can you tell me how you did the edge highlight on this thing you know like whatever yeah <laughs> you could do that yeah well and like people like sam lens hang out and you can be like how did how is your non-metallic metal looking this mm -hmm. good and he's like well you do this thing and you just mm -hmm. like blah, 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 and it's amazing because yeah. he's just done it a million times at this sure. point yeah yeah but and and he does it all while making a dick joke and you're just like <laughs> i can like yeah <laughs> it's fast. some of these folks i like watch uh, one of my other favorites like a buddy of mine rogue shader uh jeff he is he does like the non-metallic you know metals and he does like he he's one of those guys that paints like the the glinting of the armor to where mm -hmm. it looks like translucent and and reflective and just does I don't, I don't know how he does it like i watch some of his stuff and i'm like like just like baffled like yeah like, what's and then he paints like a single white line somewhere then all of a sudden it looks shiny and you're just like oh my god like can't even wrap my mind around it all that stuff like it, it's there's so much I, I always call it it's the new tech like there's you're always learning new tech there yeah. and uh yeah. and you just have to be like receptive it's not always going to be fruitful but like you could sit and watch youtube videos and learn it like on like a truncated thing or you could actually see how long it takes to do something yeah and for me that's like some, <laughs> yeah. some of the times i'm like oh well that there's like another 10 hours in there and it makes sure. me feel better about my process i'm mm -hmm. like oh mm -hmm. my god yeah i'm i'm a slow painter i'm like actually no i'm fast as fuck in comparison to some of these people i just get like mired in the details that's where the sure. problem happens yeah so. yeah uh dan I have loved talking with you and I, and I want to continue doing it. Uh, but we, we are now at our two hour mark. Boom. Two hour mark. <laughs> and that felt like 30 minutes, dude. Fucking happened really <laughs> fast. Um, uh, for, for anybody who's still around and there are people who are still around. I know at least 5% of my audience make it all the way through my <laughs> videos. We're here for you. The 5%, yeah, the 5%, we salute uh, you. promote your stuff. Like get, Get, get tell people where to go to to find more cool shit like you because uh, uh we need more people like you in the space and and i want to keep you doing it so uh obviously uh my big thing is the twitter um it works for an old guy like me um so if you want to <laughs> see what i'm up to and i'm always promoting all my peeps and sharing all their stuff out on twitter at the lonely havocs and if you look up the lonely havocs on youtube you can find some videos and other random things i've done Go ahead and find uh, Upon the Golden Throne, which was a, a video series I was doing for a little bit. I actually wrote and played a song about the Dark Oath War Queen. You're going to like that. So check it out. And nice. also, of course, the podcast, The Habit Cast. Um, so if you go to like iTunes or Spotify, Spotify, or places, man, Spotify. look up Habit Cast. I'm also doing another podcast with my friend, Andrew. Um, he is Hobby Vices on Instagram. And that one's called The Hero Cast because he's a fellow Warhammer hero. 
but um, his whole goddamn house flooded a couple of months ago. So he had to get his house repaired. So he, we haven't been able to do that. So we're going to oh, get back man. to doing the hero cast as well. Um, so definitely check that. And that's way more like game focus, like what's new and like, what's the new hotness and what's the more meta crunchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, there's more crunch. He's very crunch guy. So, and I, and I just make fun <laughs> of him the whole time. So, you know, he's, he's uh, yeah, it's a good time. So yeah, check out all this stuff. But if you find me on Twitter, you always uh, you always see me sharing out things that I think are important and uh, you know trying to put my vibe out there. Dude, I love it, man. I love it, Dan. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate thank it. Thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. Loved it. Excellent. Thank you for making it through another episode of Hobby Time in the Murder Basement. I really appreciate your support. If you'd like to continue the support in other ways, I do have a Patreon. The link is down below. Proceeds from that will go to pay for new equipment, subscription fees if I need it, and uh, graphic design stuff. I'd like to help build this channel. So any of your support is, while never necessary, is always appreciated. If you want to see more hobby stuff, you can head on over to Twitch. I generally stream on Sundays at noon. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.